This is the 77 WABC minicast. Good morning, everybody. This is the other side of midnight. I am, um, hey, we've got a lot going on this hour. You know, one of the things we do on Fridays is we have a open hour where I answer questions on any subject. And for a while, it seemed like the questions were getting kind of stale. So what we've been trying to do is each week come up with a different incentive to get people to come up with the best question. So uh, there's a different prize that we've been offering each week. You come, you know, one week you're able to basically program an hour of the show. Another week, I'll make a donation to your favorite charity. Another week, you get invited to a party that I'm having at my house. And last week, what we decided to do was whoever was selected by our illustrious staff as the person that came up with the best question, I would interview on this program on a subject of their choosing. And the person who won that contest is someone who is no stranger to any of you if you've listened to this program for any length of time, David from the Bronx. So coming up in about 20 minutes, we're going to talk with David from the Bronx about a wide variety of issues related to current events and a bunch of other things. Now, John Stewart, we've talked a bit about the um, his return to The Daily Show. He's been back as the Monday host. I've talked about it with Bill O'Reilly, number of other people. And the ratings have been pretty good. It's certainly much better than what The Daily Show was doing in his absence. A lot of folks, you know, praising him, a lot of folks being critical. Well, I was reading this article in The Forward, which is a, a Jewish newspaper that I read every day. And on Monday's edition of The Daily Show, the Monday host, John Stewart, addressed Israel's war with Gaza. This is the description in the forward in an article by P.J. Greiser. Grimacing through a speedy pharmaceutical ad-type disclaimer, warning that the segment could cause depression, anxiety, infections of the perineum, and craving hummus, Stewart breezed through the state of the conflict with Benjamin Netanyahu's plan to eliminate Hamas, which Stewart called a siege, Hamas leader Hamad's genocidal rhetoric, the U.N.'s uselessness in passing resolutions, the United States' tentative warnings to Israel, and the evangelicals, evangelical rights wish that blood will flow to the bridle of a horse. Again, that's the forward description of what John Stewart said. So he called the segment the feudal crescent. And it was a signature John Stewart monologue, exasperated but ultimately, as described by the forward, a little Pollyanna-ish. Stewart even proposed his three plans for peace. And the first two were kind of a joke. Uh, but the first was to send Israelis and Palestinians to a retreat at the Seeds of Peace camp in Maine. The second was, let's ask God. And the third was serious. I'm going to play for you what John Stewart's proposal was, and then I want you to tell me what you think of it, whether you think this is a good idea, a bad idea, and why. 800-848-9222, but this was John Stewart on Monday's edition of The Daily Show with his proposal, his peace plan for how to bring an end to this conflict between Gaza and Israel. 
Israel stops bombing. Hamas releases the hostages. The Arab countries who claim Palestine is their top priority come in and form a demilitarized zone between Israel and a free Palestinian state. The Saudis, Egypt, UAE, Qatar, Jordan, they all form like a NATO arrangement guaranteeing security for both sides. He goes on to say it would be a NATO-type agreement, but of course would need a different acronym. It will be the Middle East Treaty Organization, or Me Too, because obviously he had to get a punchline in. But then he brought this up with his guests. And in the next segment, he interviewed journalist Murtaza Hussein of The Intercept and Yair Rosenberg of The Atlantic, who actually considered the Me Too idea while poking holes in how willing the Arab states would be to agree to it. So that's the John Stewart plan for peace. I'm curious what you think of it. Israel stops bombing, Hamas releases the hostages, and the Arab countries who claim Palestine is their top priority come in and form a demilitarized zone between Israel and a free Palestinian state. As uh, one of the journalists that uh, John Stewart interviewed in that next segment said, I think part of the problem would be getting these you know, getting these Arab countries to do their part on this one. But I'm curious, a lot of you are much more studied on this issue than I am. And I'm curious what you think of that John Stewart peace plan, 800-848-9222. But the final part of the interview that he did with these two journalists, Hussein and Rosenberg, it played out like a bizarro world version of Stewart's famous appearance on Crossfire where he gets into it with Tucker Carlson and Paul Begala. And instead... Stewart celebrated Hussein, who's Muslim, and Rosenberg, who's an Orthodox Jew, having a close friendship. And Rosenberg Rosenberg revealed that he introduced Hussein to kosher restaurants where the meat was halal for many Sunni Muslims, and they would discuss their differences of opinion. He uh, Stewart said he was heartened by Hussein and Rosenberg's example of friendship, saying he wanted them as his screensaver. So, I mean, on the one hand, I, I kind of... I like what Stewart said there about people from different backgrounds having a relationship with one another. On the other hand, is it that unusual for someone that's Jewish and someone that's Muslim to have a friendship? I I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I I was going to, uh, when we had Carmine's birthday party, we had folks that were Muslim who were invited and folks that were Jewish who were invited. And we were going to take a photo as an example that you can get along. But the reason that I was going to take the photo was almost because it was funny that it really didn't need to be called attention to because there were Muslims and Jews all over the world that are friends with one another. So, I'm curious what you think of this uh, John Stewart peace plan. And shame on me because yesterday was a banner day in American history that I neglected. Yesterday was the 90th birthday of Ralph Nader. Yet, and I, I don't know how I missed this. I was too busy celebrating Ric Flair and Greg Gagne, uh, Vern Gagne's birthday. But Nader was 90 years old yesterday. Nader is somebody that I've admired my whole life. I think he's an American hero. I voted for him multiple times. And he has placed third in three presidential elections, 2000, 2004, and 2008. And he's the only person in American history 
to ever place third in three presidential elections in a row. Uh, Eugene V. Debs did place third in three elections, but they weren't in a row. Um, Norman Thomas placed third in three presidential elections, but they weren't in a row either. So um, the unfortunate thing about Ralph Nader's runs for president and how he's kind of been villainized by the left for electing George W. Bush in 2000, which is not really true, is that it has taken away a little bit from his legacy. Ralph Nader is almost single-handedly responsible for every time you get a, um, a, a you get bumped from an airplane that you have to get paid. Ralph Nader is single-handedly responsible for airbags, for seat belts, for cars like the Chevy Corvair being uh, being discontinued because they were unsafe at any speed. The air that you breathe is a little bit cleaner because of Ralph Nader. The water that you drink is a little bit safer because of Ralph Nader. Your workplace is a little bit more safe because of Ralph Nader. Uh, Ralph Nader invented the role of consumer advocate. 